Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. We appreciate y'all. Hallelujah. What awesome worship. Uh, they probably showed it before service, but we're going to be having a night of worship real soon, and it is going, they're going to take the service, and we're just going to worship. Get lost. Amen. It's just awesome. So we're excited about that. If you have your Bibles, uh, we'll be getting the PowerPoint in a minute, but I, I, I want to read to you John chapter 17. I love this prayer of Jesus. John chapter 17. John chapter 17. I want to start off with this tonight. It says here, verse 22, New King James Bible. This is Jesus praying over his, for all believers. And the glory which you gave me, I've given them. That they may be one just as we are one. We were speaking about Adam and Eve this morning, about how Adam was put into deep sleep and God took the rib out of the one. But how many of you know that Jesus went to sleep upon the cross and we were taken out of the side of Christ? And you're going to see the connection tonight in, in, in some of the studies that we get into that there is a, a genetic unity of being children of the Most High God with our elder brother Christ Jesus. And the glory that you gave me, I've given them that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and they in you and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and you have loved me as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am and they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world, O righteous Father. The world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with you, which you love me may be in them, and I in them. And, you know, I shared with you four weeks ago when we started this on redemption. I started in the subject about the distinction. There's, you're different. There's a difference about the sons and the daughters of God. And that word glory means to be different, to be distinct. It means the recognition that God gave to Job that made Satan upset. It's the recognition that God gave to a little lady named Ruth and brought the heritage of Jesus Christ. It's the little recognition that there's something different. And we are to be a diff we are different and we're to make a difference in this world. And you may feel like you haven't made much of a difference yet, but it's not over yet either. You just keep being prepared and get passionate and keep seeking God and allow His glory to be more and more revealed. We spoke about the glory not long ago, and that word glory means to show distinction. And how many know that God is different? His way is different, and you're different. And, 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 and so we talked about the distinction that God gives to His people. And then uh, we talked a few weeks uh, later about being translated, that translated. And uh, it means to be transferred, reestablished. And I talked that it was like the word Western Union where, well, we send money to different nations through Western Union. And, and Brother Shane will go and he'll deposit it right here at uh, Super One. And uh, in, in just a matter of minutes, it's already transferred to anywhere in the world to our different missionaries that we send. Well, we've, been, have, we've received a supernatural transfer from heaven into our lives and into our bodies. Hallelujah. So we've received that transfer of God. Amen. 
And we saw in 1 Kings that we've been delivered from every distress, adversity, every danger, every kind of trouble, anguish. I mean, I, thank God we're saved. Amen. And then we saw last week that the word hand, it says in Psalms 106 verse 10, He saved us from the hand of him who hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And that word hand meant the one that deprives another what is rightfully theirs openly and by violence for no apparent reason. He's just a thief. Thief, he's just a destroyer, he's just a killer. But we've been redeemed. And that word redeem means to rip open the trap nets and to uh, release us to fulfill the duties and to walk in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad for that? Well, tonight I want you to see another verse here. And I just want to study this for a little while. And I want you to see, thus saith the Lord. This is, this is Jeremiah 50, verse 33 and verse 34. Look at this. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the children of Israel were oppressed along with the children of Judah and all who took them captive have held them fast they have refused to let them go their Redeemer is strong the Lord of hosts is his name he will thoroughly plead their case that he may give rest to the land and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon what I want to share with you at the beginning here tonight is that we've read these last three weeks about we've been redeemed, we're, we're blessed in the Lord. But I wanted you to see a little bit tonight that there many times are going to be battles that we will go through. And that just because we've been redeemed doesn't mean the enemy's going to want to let you go easily. Doesn't mean that he's going to try to hold you bound and hold you uh, tight. And he doesn't want to uh, come against God by trying to get into your mind and your emotions and in your body. And so you're go we see here, and I want to look at some of these words with you tonight. But I want you to see here, they were oppressed and they were held fast. They were led into captivity. Now when he speaks about captivity, when you look up this word, it also means uh, captivity of wealth. And you're wondering, why, doesn't, don't, why don't we have a breakthrough in the area of our finances? We tithe and we give offerings. What's going on? It's because it says he wants to hold your wealth fast and he wants to refuse to let it go. Now, I know our sister's been talking about the importance of finances. And you see here that he wants your wealth. He wants your body. He wants your mind. He wants your joy. He wants your peace. You know, why don't I have any peace? Well, maybe he don't want to, he, the devil's fighting you there, and, and you're just going to have to rise up and fight back. Amen. And it means, the word captive means to lead astray in the area of wealth, health, mind, joy, and peace. Paul quoted from Psalm 66, verse 18, but that Christ arose above all the opponents and brought captivity captive so that we could be free. Anything of the curse is negative reactions against what God does. It will try to hold you down, but how many of you know, it must let you go. Say, it must let me go. When Jesus rose from the dead, the enemy and the curse is obligated to obey the word of the Lord. Whatever you're fighting is obligated. You have to obligate it. In the name of Jesus, you will release my wealth. You will release my peace. You will release my health. And just though it may not happen overnight, it's because he wants to hold you captive. He wants you to get discouraged. He wants to wear you down, as it says in Daniel. He wants you to give up. He wants you to think it doesn't work. Then he wants you to believe it doesn't work. Then he wants you to say it doesn't work. And he wants to hold you captive. And we are held captive because of our thoughts, the Bible says, because of our words. 
words and because of our attitudes. But the Lord wants to give a revelation tonight that He says, I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You're mine. But the enemy many times doesn't want to let you go. And he will try to come back again to try to grab you and bring you down. But they're ob you are not obligated to stay in the same place or in any type of oppression anymore in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the word unwilling speaks of Pharaoh there and uses the example. The condition, held fast. That word held fast there means to be bound and conquered in the, in the senses of battle. It means that there is a strong battle with a lot of opponents fighting you and they're using all the weapons. The devil's using all of his weapons against you. You may not just be, you may not be just being attacked in the area of peace or joy or wealth. You may be being attacked in all of those areas. That's the word there, held fast. That the enemy is using all of his tactics, all of his battle strategies against you. That's the word held fast. It is used 12 times explaining the condition of Pharaoh's heart of the negative reaction against God and the demonstration of the power of God. You can see an example of this. We won't go to it tonight, but if you want to, you can look at Acts chapter 4, verse 25 through 33, how they would get the disciples and they would try to prohibit them from speaking the name of Jesus. And, they would, and the, uh, these theologians would say, why are you trying to blame us for crucifying this man and saying that we are guilty of killing him? And, and then the disciples out of boldness would say, well, you are guilty of hanging this man upon the cross. And you are guilty of crucifying the Son of, my, son, son of God. But if you would repent of your sins and so the, the disciples would preach against this type of oppression that would come against them and would try to bind their minds and their thoughts. I want you to look with me in Psalms chapter 146. We don't have it on the PowerPoint, but I, I just want you to turn to this. Psalms chapter 146. And we're going to look at some things of how we're going to get our breakthrough and we're going to blast through the weapons that the enemy try to use to keep us bound and oppressed. And we're going to get the mind of God as far as oppression goes. Because how many of you know, he came to set the captives free. And there's no reason to live in the area of oppression anymore. Amen. Amen. Now Psalms 146, verse 5. It says, but joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper. How many of you have the God of Israel as your helper? Whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made the heaven and the earth. He owns it. The sea and everything in them. Listen to what it says here. He keeps every promise forever. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed. Food to the hungry. And the Lord frees the prisoners. Hallelujah. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. And verse 10 says, the Lord will reign forever. He will be your God, O Jerusalem, throughout generations. I love the message. It says, God is in charge always. Somebody shout always. always. What's happening? God's in charge. God's in charge. Did you hear about the economy? God's in charge. Because the word says, God is in charge always. The church is God. Zion's God is God for good Hallelujah. Our God is God for good. So we don't let up on that and we keep holding on to that. Can I hear an amen? amen. Now I want you to see a few things here tonight. It says in Psalms 105 verse 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold and there was what? None feeble among these tribes. Amen. None feeble. Say that with me. None feeble. 
Now, this word feeble means physical. It's the area physical. It's the area of struggles. There was no one having any struggles. It means stumble. No one was stumbling. There was not one who was weak. And get ready for this. That word feeble means there was not one that, was, that came out under the blood covenant that were able to be seduced. That word feeble is also the word seduced. And it's also the word overwhelmed. Aren't you glad you can run to the rock when you feel overwhelmed? Amen. Now, we claim this for this body here constantly. There's not one weak or feeble among us. That you are strong in the Lord, that your mind, your spirit, your body, every area of your life. You're not in a place where you're able to be seduced or succumb to temptations or go back to oppression or the old life, but you're free in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want you to see here in Luke 6, 19, it says, And the whole multitude sought to touch him for power. Somebody shout out power. Power went out from him and healed them. Now that word heal there means to restore. It means to cure us in our bodies. It means to cure our spirits. And it means to bring you safely through. You need to write that down. It means to bring you safely through. And you need to write this down too. That word healed. You need to write this down in the Greek. It means to go beyond anything you've ever experienced before. If you've gotten a little bit of healing tonight, go beyond that point of only being 80% healed and go 100% healed in the name of Jesus. If you've only had a little breakthrough in finances, if you only had a little breakthrough in your body or any area of your life, you've been totally redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So he wants to encourage you tonight that, that there was power that came out of him that was able to bring them beyond any place if they've ever been before. Don't ever get satisfied and accept that you have seen everything that you're going to see and do everything you've ever done. No, there's more for you. Don't ever get the mindset that you've seen the best, you've had the best, and it's over. God's got more for you. Why? Because that word power, somebody shout out power. power. Let me explain it this way because when I read it in the Greek, I remember talking to a soldier who, who uh, was in Iraq where the bombs would go off. And he told me that not just the power of the blast was dangerous, but the aftershocks uh, yards away that were so powerful, the aftershocks would knock the feelings out of their teeth. They weren't even by the bomb. Just the aftershocks would knock the feelings out of their teeth. That's the word there that means that all were healed. Not even those standing next to him felt the aftershocks of the power. Come on. Come on. That means when you're in your bedroom and you're praising God and you got some children who are going through a rough time, there's some aftershocks going through the sheetrock. When you're at work, when you're at school, and it doesn't seem like anything's going around, there's some aftershocks that are going to knock the feelings out of the devil's crooked mouth and allow you to start praising God in total freedom and break the oppression off of your lives. Can I hear an amen? amen. 
I mean, if something in the natural, people talk about the power. You watch the military channel and you see all the power of all the power of our warheads and our bombs and everything that we have. But I tell you what, there is nothing that could compare. It's a pea in a slingshot compared to the omnipotent power of the Almighty God. And He's the one who said that the earth, the sea, the land, and everything in it is mine. And mine is all the power. Mine is all the glory. It's all mine. And He gave it to the church as an inheritance. So you have received it. And I want you to know that when you're praying, when you are praising, even this morning, Brother Jake was talking when he came up here, that there was an atmosphere. Because when people are praying, and people are praising, and people get their mind off of themselves, and we start getting our mind of the God of power, the God of health, the God of healing, the God of the promises, there starts an aftershock and waves and waves and waves and waves. And that's why when we, we used to have our revivals in Argentina and Carlos Anacondia would get on the platform and he would start preaching and buses would be passing by. And I'm telling you, when the buses would pass by, people would start falling out inside of the buses by the power of God, the aftershocks of the Holy Ghost. And when you and I are praying and we're, we're worshiping and we're, we're reading the word of God, there are aftershocks coming out of us and there's aftershocks that are coming over us and the oppression and the power of the enemy can only stand so much of the aftershocks and the power of God Almighty. And when you just continue to bomb and bomb and bomb and bomb and bomb the gates of hell, the word of God says that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Do you hear me, church? The effects of the blast. is not only felt today, but tonight and tomorrow and all week and every day. I mean... Meditate on the power of God for a while. Meditate on who we're talking about here and whose promises are forever, the Word of God says. The glory waves of God to go beyond anything experienced before. Get ready for that. Amen. Look what was on the heart of God. He sent his only begotten son because it says in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit, the power of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to what? Heal. To bring you beyond where you are today. To heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives, he hates captivity. The recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are what? He hates oppression. Don't you hate oppression? Don't you hate every time of oppression, every type of oppression? And we're going to see some things about redemption tonight. We're going to try to get to this point here. But let me show you this. Acts 10:38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, our Jesus. With the Holy Spirit and with what? Power. And with what? Power. And with what? Power. Power! Who went about doing good and healing all. 
who were what? Oppression. Oppression. We hate it. He hates it. And we'll see it in the word. All that were oppressed by who? Who causes oppression? God? He's teaching you something? Who causes oppression? The devil. For God was with him. Amen? Now let me share with you a little bit about this word oppression here. Not only are those who are held down by physical things, financial burdens, but get ready for this because you may need this. It means to loose those who are bound down, bound down by the lies, the accusations, and the slander of Satan. Grab that because you'll need that in your life. We all do. And when you look this up in the Greek, it brings you all the way back to where we were this morning in Genesis chapter 3. And according to the studies, the way that the devil slandered God's truth to Eve is the way he slandered God's truth through a third of the angels that ended up being cast out of heaven. Satan lied about God and God's truth to those angels. And just like Eve listened and was convinced, a third of the angels listened and was convinced. And in this life, there are people who are convinced that they were born a homosexual. There are people who are convinced that they are an addict and they'll never get out. There are people who are convinced that they are hooked on pornography and they'll never get out. There are people who are convinced that they are hooked on sex and alcohol and all these other things and they'll never get out. There are people who have been seduced and that is the oppression of the enemy to be seduced and to be accused day and night. The Bible talks about those who are accused day and night that the Lord cast out of heaven, the accuser of the brethren who were there day and night accusing. And you may be fighting a type of oppression in your mind. You may be fighting some type of area where you feel like if you're not being accused, you are accusing yourself. You may feel like you've been believing a lie or there's been lies told about you. Or maybe you're believing God for a child who's been seduced by some person or by some evil spirit or some occult doctrine or you may be fighting by faith for somebody who's who's cutting themselves or trying to hurt their physical bodies because they've been believed that the devil says that there's no life for them, that they are useless and they're fighting all these sedations and all these oppression of the enemy, but Jesus said that that is the power that God wants to send to free those that are oppressed in their mind, that they have been seduced by the devil, that they'll never amount to anything and they'll never be worth anything, they'll never accomplish anymore that there'll be nobody forever and that's the way they were born and that's the way they were going to die and that he'll send all these lies and continue to seduce and tear down and oppress and pull down and just beat down and beat down and beat down and beat down but the word of God keeps coming back that God sent his son Jesus Christ to lose those who have been seduced those who are accused those who have heard the lies of the devil for this reason Jesus came and for this reason Jesus is alive only in Inside of you that for anyone anyone who's been lied to by the devil or anyone else or seduced by the devil the devil is the father of all lies and just like he should have been kicked out of the garden you need to kick his lies 
his, his, his accusations and all of his other things. You need to kick, kick every lie that doesn't line up to the promises of God out of your life. It doesn't belong to you anymore. All accusation. Just not the serpent. You know he comes to you. You'll never see your child healed. You'll never see your loved one serving the Lord. And he'll just beat you down. You'll never get beyond where you are now. Wait a minute, Satan. That's called oppression. And Jesus, my Jesus, loosed me from that oppression. I don't have to have that anymore. How? Look. I love this story. This dear woman, bound 18 years, could not lift herself up. This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released? Isn't it your right to be released? Isn't it the right of your child who has been bound in drugs for years to be released? Isn't it right that the backslider of heart be reawakened to the love of Christ Jesus? Amen. And when you see this, Isaiah 66, 14. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice. And your bones shall flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants and his indignation to his enemies. The hand of the Lord shall be known. Now, I want to give you a few definitions here. The word, the hand of the Lord, means to redeem. But it means to even grab someone by the hairs of their head and shake them till they let loose. Have you ever seen some mama grab their baby's hair? Yeah. You never did that, but you, how many know if you want to get somebody let loose, we didn't, if you didn't have hair, you got your ear pulled, but if you had hair, you got your hair yanked. Well, it means to grab them by the hair, and you're going to let loose because I've got you by your head, and you're not going to hold on anymore. But listen to this. I shared with you last week, we have been redeemed. I shared the scripture with you. You get the tape from last week, look it up on the computer. We've been redeemed, and we want to go deeper. We want to go beyond. Now, watch. We've been redeemed. Not only from the top of our head, from the, but from the hairs of our head to the soles of our feet. Amen. Now I want to give you a few things more for you to meditate upon. You haven't only been redeemed from the top of your hairs to the soles of your feet. But you've been redeemed even to the marrow of your bones. You've been redeemed to the marrow of your bones. And that word bone in the Hebrew means your body frame. It means you yourself. The flesh speaks there of genetic relationships with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jeremiah said his word was shut up in his bones. And so you need to write these scriptures down. That you are redeemed not only from the top of your head as soles of your feet. But also to your bones. The Bible says in Proverbs 3.8. It says it will be health. Somebody shout out health. Health to all your flesh. And strength to your what? To your bones. So say, I'm redeemed from the top of my head 
to the soles of my feet, to the marrow of my bones. Now watch this. Isaiah 32, 3. The eyes. Somebody shout out, my eyes have been redeemed. I tell you, I, I, I've been claiming this more and more. I start, wait a minute. Why do I keep talking? I need to go get my eyes checked. I need to go get my eyes checked. My eyes are redeemed. I'll let you know my eyes are redeemed in Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, my eyes have been free. Your eyes have been free from oppression. You're not going to have glycoma. You're not going to have those problems. You keep praising God and you keep believing God that my eyes have been redeemed. My eyes are good eyes. I mean, if Caleb and Moses could still have good eyes at 120 years old, why can't we? Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. My eyes are redeemed. It goes on to say it here too. In Isaiah 40 verse 29, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he what? Increases strength. You're redeemed from weakness. Don't go around saying I'm weak like the weak say they're what? Let the weak say they are strong. So you're redeemed. I mean, in this redemption plan, God's got you all covered. Okay? Song of Solomon 4.2. Your smile is generous and full, expressive and strong and clean. Now, you may be saying, what are you talking about there? Guess what? You're redeemed even to your teeth. You're redeemed even to your teeth. When you read in the Song of Solomon, it says, you got goat's teeth. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that right now. I've got to leave that for a Sunday morning. But it says, you got goat's teeth. What that means right there is that every one of your teeth matches perfectly. You don't have one missing. You don't have all three of them missing. Your teeth are redeemed. Now, that don't, now that don't mean you don't have to floss and brush. You've got to use wisdom here. But listen. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You have to clean your teeth now. But listen, my teeth are redeemed. My eyes are redeemed. My hairs are redeemed. Amen. My strength is redeemed. So I just, I want to encourage you about this. No more weak days. No more toothless days. Job 30, 33, 25. Oh, what does that say? Your flesh is redeemed. Come on, shout Amen. Your flesh is redeemed. I mean, he'd do a better job than Mary Kay. Your flesh shall be young like a child's. Listen, if he could do it to a, a, gen, a leprous general, why can't he do it to you? His flesh shall be young like a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. Renewing your youth like the eagles. Do y'all receive that? Look at Psalms 103 verse 5. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young. But look, there's, there's the point. In the presence of the Lord. If we don't live a clean life, sin will age you. Sin will age your teeth. Everything that's been redeemed, sin will age it and bring it all back underneath the law. It'll age your bones. It'll age everything and it'll destroy everything that God has redeemed. But you've been redeemed, so you hold strong to that. How, how many of you know, I, I guarantee you, you start meditating on this, and by the end of this year, you're going to look a whole lot younger than you do right now. Amen. How I many know we don't get old in this church? Can I hear an amen? amen. Yeah. We, we don't get old, we get better. Now look at this, Psalms 92 verse 14. This is for the young at heart and all of us. Even in old age, and I looked up that word old age, it meant old and gray, half dead. 
even in old age, they will still produce fruit. I mean, you look at that word, old age, you can't get any older. It's almost like you go up to them and you don't even know if they're breathing. I don't feel a pulse. Are they alive? All of a sudden, oh, yes, I'm alive. That's old age. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. Still have babies if you want to. And they will remain, look at this now, they will remain vital and green. You're not breakable. You're not brittle. Say that, I'm not brittle. I'm not getting old. I'm getting better. Younger. Amen. When you get out of that chair, don't go, oh, I'm getting old. No, I'm vital and green. My body bends like it's supposed to bend. Is that in the Bible or not? Am I just making this up? No, get a hold of this. There's a distinction between you and the people in the nursing home. Amen. There's a distinction. Now look at this. Verse Matthew 12, 15. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there and great multitudes followed him. And he, how many of them all? He healed them all. Our Jesus is a healer. He'll heal you and redeem you of every area of your life. Amen? Look at this. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. Look what it says in Matthew 14, 36. And begged him that they might only touch. There's faith. The hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly made whole. Somebody say perfectly well. Perfectly well. That's a promise of God. Perfectly well. And Luke 440. When the sun was setting and all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Amen. What I've been doing on Sunday nights, I've just been exhorting you in the area of who you are as far as a redeemed child of God. Don't, don't, don't allow the enemy to lie to you that you're going downhill. You're going uphill. Did you see Sister Carolyn in her high heel shoes today? Brother Ray got on his knee in the parking lot and was, was taking care of little mama today. Boy, I tell you. I mean, I saw that. She came to brag about you, but I had already seen what you were doing out there, man. You tiger, you. I tell you what. <laughs> Do not get discouraged at any season you're in. Because every season is the door to a new season. And when you're redeemed and he has broken the power of oppression. And he came to set the captives free. You don't have to suffer under those things anymore. Amen. Do you receive that? Well, let's just stand up and let's just thank God for it. Hallelujah. Let's just stand up and thank God for it. Lord, we praise you that you came to set us free. And we are not captive to any things where we have been up to this moment, Lord. I pray tonight for a new revelation. And of that glorious power to bring us beyond as far as we've been. And to go even deeper and further into the glorious 
place you've prepared for us. We, believe, we receive the sacrifice, the total sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for our lives. We are the redeemed of the Lord. Your hand is not too short that it cannot save, heal, and set free. You've showed us time and time again that you've come to set the oppressed, the captives free. And while the enemy wants to hold tight, you said that you will take up our cause. You will stand in the court and you will defend us. You will protect us. And Lord, that word there even means that you will grab him by the hair and you will shake him by the head until he lets us go. Lord, I praise you. You will defend our cause, which is a just cause. Because we're born again. And Lord, I praise you for renewing youth. I praise you right now for touching eyes, for touching ears, for touching mouth and teeth and touching organs and touching the marrow of bones, the joints. You said, Lord God, that you would moisten the joints even between the bones. Our bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we praise you for the manifestation of your goodness and your glory upon each and every one's body here in Jesus' name. We praise you there's not one sick or feeble among us in the precious name of Jesus. And if you believe that, say amen. If you believe that, shout amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Get your faith out there. Amen. Smith Wilgersworth was 88 years old and still taking mission trips, Brother Mike. <clears throat> you don't retire. Just one day you wake up and you're in heaven. Wow. Amen. If you have any needs, we're going to be here to anoint you with oil and pray for you. But please take this word. Read it. Meditate on it. Let it get down in your spirit so that the enemy's hands loosen off of you and you can be free. Don't forget Tuesday night we have a special missions night. Come and hear about this trip that this being planned for New Mexico and be a part of that. And then Wednesday night we'll be continuing in the area of the book of Romans. And we're going to have a good time in the study of the Lord. We love you. We bless you. You're dismissed. Tell somebody you love them. And if you need prayer, we'll be here to minister to you. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>